Hello, Tage here from Alchemy Land. Welcome to episode two. Today we have another installment of The Llama Letters. Let's jump in. Dear Dolly, I was watching an old rerun of The Brady Bunch on TV today. It's the episode where Cindy is in the school play as the fairy princess. I'm sure you know the one. But she can only get one ticket for one parent to come to the show. Of course, this one ticket thing weighs on her. So she has to ask Marsha for advice, who says she has to ask Daddy so that she doesn't mess up his adjustment. But then her older brother Greg says, no, that's not right. She has to ask Mom because women get all upset and cry about stuff like that. And of course, Greg isn't that far off. Mrs. Brady says that wild horses couldn't keep her away. It makes me think about that Rolling Stone song, Wild Horses. I wonder if the writers of the show were listening to that song. Or maybe the Stones were watching the Brady Bunch. I guess this goes back to my previous letter about influential rock music and pop stars. So I'll probably have to add the Stones to that list for us to discuss. Gosh, so many people to talk about. Eeny, meeny, mommy, daddy, Freddie, Bowie, Mickey, Jackie. But now I'm wondering what was more influential to American culture, the Rolling Stones or the Brady Bunch? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? To me, they're both intertwined with the Gen X American psyche and the polarities of the perfect white family and the American dream and the promise of revolution, sexual or otherwise. I wonder if you might put this into the context of Eastern spirituality for me. Do you see TV shows and rock songs as just passing fancies? Should we look upon them dispassionately as spiritual aspirants, or athperinth, as Cindy might say? Should we ignore them? Or if not, how should we integrate them into our understanding of the world as we seek to love each other, be compassionate, and find forgiveness? Do we need to reconcile pop culture with meditation practices and our desire for transcendence? Personally, I find the Bradys and the Stones pretty influential. So looking at cultural influences helps me understand predominant thoughts in the world and why people gravitate to polarizing positions of conformity or rebellion. And maybe it brings up more questions about economics and why some things are promoted and other things are not. Like, who and what ideologies are behind these productions and brands, and bands, for that matter? I mean, did you ever find that your brand was being co-opted in the West by bad actors? No offense to your friend, Richard Gere. I'm interested in hearing about your experience on the world stage. How do you handle the fame? What happens when money is involved with spirituality? You do seem pretty grounded and unaffected by it, but you never know, so I thought I'd ask. Anyway, back to the episode. What a conundrum! Which parent to choose? It's like a rehash of that movie with Meryl Streep where the Nazis make her choose one of her kids, but in reverse, Cindy's choice. By the way, I think Meryl Streep did a great job in Sophie's Choice, but I never asked, are you a fan? Well... What's hard to understand is why Mrs. Dittmar, the teacher in charge of the play, would put Cindy through all this in the first place. 
I mean, do they really not have enough seating for all the families? Are they reserving seats for the press or something? And how come none of the other kids in the play seem to be having a problem? Something's off here. Well, in the end, it doesn't even matter, because the whole family gets to have a special performance at the school just for them. And Mrs. Dittmar explains backstage to another woman, an Afro-American woman, how they were able to teach Cindy about bending the rules. Sympathy for the devil? In any case, there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm starting to wonder how much the Bradys influenced not just Americans, but people all around the world and their views on Americans. I mean, the show is still on TV, and pretty much everyone knows the theme song by heart. Hey, when did you first see the show? And when you hear the first few notes of the theme song go, dun-da-dun-da-dun-da, do you still start singing, it's the story? (laughs) Well, obviously I do. Could be another sing-along when you're on the show. But do you think I'm overstating their influence? The funny thing is, I've gone through a bunch of cycles with the Bradys, from loving it when I was a kid, to hating it as a teen, to looking back on it fondly in my 20s, forgetting about it in my 30s, and having these thoughts I'm sharing with you today arise from time to time in my 40s, and now, watching reruns in my 50s, I just can't let it go. So I've really got to get to the bottom of this, and I could use your help. Okay, if I try to resolve all this with a more even-minded, detached attitude like you probably would encourage me to do, I begin to see the Brady Bunch as an illusion. I guess I'm seeing that TV shows only have power over me if I let them. And even though their influence is pretty deep in my childhood psyche, I can make choices as a free agent if I choose to align my thoughts with the truth and my feelings with compassion it does make it much more interesting to find forgiveness for the writers and the media corporations than to demonize them for promulgating an American fantasy. I mean, where would all that angst get me anyway, right? The writers probably weren't thinking ahead so much like we'd be watching the show in 50 years. And maybe the whole thing in that episode when Cindy gets upset about something that could be rearranged with a magic wand isn't such a bad idea after all. The writers showed me that everything they set up was easily fixable because it was all made up in the first place, and it wasn't about anything except love. Really, that's it. The family just wanted to support Cindy, and we all just wanted to see a good ending where it all worked out. I can't say that's truly false, even if it is a fantasy. Do you think I'm on the right track here? By the way, this doesn't have to be on the podcast, We could always just talk on the phone and process about the Brady Bunch and other kids' stuff. Sincerely yours, Tage. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Alchemy Land. See you next time.